Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So to uh, quasi-carry on with Vampire, there's another one done by White Wolf that we've played called Mage the Ascension or the Awakening. Different versions. Different the versions. Game. The fun thing with uh, White Wolf is in the, their universe of World of Darkness, they have like 10 to 15 RPG systems that all coexist at the same time in the world where you could have your mage character run into your vampire character who can run into your werewolf character who could run into your ghost character who could run into your fae character oh, wow. who could run into your demon character and that's half of the list off the top of my head yeah I'm pretty sure there's an angel character too and anyway all that to say is it's it, it think of these books would be kind of like um what if D&D had a main, a, a main book that was like clerics? Let's say everybody loved to play clerics. I don't know why. Let's just say wizards. Fine. Pick one. But then they had ancillary books that were like, oh, here's the bard book. Oh, here's the fighter book. Oh, here's the... And so it allowed you to not just all play human clerics, but now you could play like elven wizards too. That's kind of what this is. And so Mage the Ascension is a group of humans, not vampires, who are mages, meaning they're wizards. And it's kind of a fun system in terms of magic is basically whatever you need it to be for it to work. It's your your will is um, impressing on the world's will. Yep. So it's easier for you in medieval times to summon a dragon because everybody believes in dragons. But not so much. It's a lot harder to do that now because nobody believes in dragons. You can still do it, but you have to have the sheer will to override common consciousness. And then if, kind of like how in Vampire, where you're supposed to be hidden, they have the same problem. The universe doesn't like you changing changing things. things. So if there's things that make somebody seize it, you start to get what's called paradox, where you're starting to become against the norm of the world. Once you have enough paradox, something bad happens. Either you slip into a coma. Physical damage. I mean, all sorts of nastiness can happen. So that's the world of mage. Um, I'm going to touch on a couple of them. You could also be a werewolf. Werewolves are incredibly powerful brutes um but they did the same thing with and they did the same thing with mage as well mages as they did with uh vampires as they every one of these books has different sects or factions or whatever you want to call it groups that have their own way of doing things inside of their exactly little bit uh, variations on a theme so uh, when you're playing vampire masquerade normally you come across a werewolf you're not really caring what its philosophical background is um, but some werewolves have the ability to do things that other werewolves can't do, just like some vampires can do things that other vampires can't do, just like some mages can do things that other mages can't do. It's and, the same kind of And concept. because of that, you might be – so certain sects of vampires might be able to deal and basically just talk their way out of fighting that werewolf because they have enough of a common ground that they can agree to disagree to leave. Right. Where some might not be able to just because of the differences in the philosophy between the different organizations of. Exactly. And that would be the same for, again, there's different types of ghosts. There's different types of fae or fairy. There's different types of demons even in their world. And so the one advantage of if you love to play Vampire the Masquerade and you haven't tried any of the ancillary books, you may want to. 
Um, just note that any of the books that are based on kind of humans, you're going to feel kind of let down by the amount of power. Um, and at that point, uh, I'll be honest, conflict is exactly the last thing you want to do because now you're a human that can do a little, you know, you can, you can hit above your weight class, but you can't take getting hit from somebody above your weight class. You have to have somebody who can heal, but the problem with healing is... It's all against the world, basically. You Not as bad, it's more of that person has to, at lower levels, has to touch you, and they might not be able to heal all the damage because if it's aggravated, and a lot of the things that you fight in the supernatural only deal aggravated because that's the only thing that hurts them. Yeah, so an aggravated damage would be fire um, mm -hmm. or a claw from a magical being. Normal damage would be from a gun, a sword yep. type of thing. And so you, you have to be able to do something in order to affect – it makes sense. In order to affect a being that's not of this world, you need to have something that does not of this world type of damage. And um, outside of fire – there's not a lot. That list isn't that big for what mortals have access to, like normal, not mages. Yeah. But normal people, for instance. So the advantage of mage is that you can play humans. You can play in the world of darkness. You can fight vampires and werewolves. And I really by fight, I mean, you can interact with vampires and werewolves um, because fighting them would be, you can do it. It's just really, really tough. Um and it's different than like a vampire against a vampire, which is tough in Vampire the Masquerade, but nowhere near as tough as if the human doesn't have the ability to do like seven tacks the, around because they can't move the, fast. The vampires are balanced because even a Ventru can hold its own against a Bruja because of their abilities. Right. Fort helps you. Yeah. The blood soak. But if you're human, you don't have any vampiric abilities and you're living. So... If I shoot you in the heart or if I take out your liver, if I take out the vampire's liver, it it's not going to kill him. It's going to hurt, but it's not going to kill him. If I take out the vampire's heart, it kills him. But if I take out a human's liver, um, that's problematic. Like in the short term and very quickly in the long term. Only, only the mages <laughs> that can heal can go really toe-to-toe -to -toe for, for a while. Yeah. So it's a fun game. Um, I would say overall what I recommend mage I'm more of a Vampire the Masquerade type of person than I am a mage, but I wanted to let you know that if you don't want to play a dark game, mage is a really good way to get into the world of darkness where you could play good human mages that are out to help the world. Uh, our last game that I was uh, running for you guys, you guys were like a detective agency in the 1800s, turn of the century, for... Um, as mages, and you guys actually did a lot of good helping the people around you to stave off some of the weird oddities that were happening from the supernatural world into the normal world. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play in the world of darkness without having to be a blood-sucking evil thing with a demon inside their body, you could do mage, absolutely. And then just note that maybe the things you have them fight are not on the caliber of, you know, elder vampires, but more on the caliber of like weird other things happening in the world. Like we did a fey campaign um, and we did other things where, you know, weird things were happening into the planet we were dealing with. So that's my suggestion for Mage if you're interested or any of the other games. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.